Greatest Hits on Manx Radio. And it's good to be back, Ronnie. And it's good to be back with a classic album. And Dave McLean is with us tonight. Thank you for inviting me, Mark. Lovely to be here. Well, it's great to have you on. It'll be taken a while. I'm sorry it's taken so long. It's OK. I've, um, I've been busy. <laughs> I know you have. Let's just, before we get on to the classic album, talk me through your musical history. So where did your musical history start? Uh, my first gig was in Laxey Glen Gardens, wow. which would have been when I was about 14. My success rate is zero. I must have been in more local bands that got absolutely nowhere than pretty well anybody else I've ever met. I've always been in local bands and loved, loved playing. I got involved in recording pretty early on. Uh, I had a TAC 3340 tape recorder when I was about 21, 22. And so I've always been involved in that side of things. But yes, yes, I've had absolutely zero success. Well, I don't think that's true, because I think there's probably hardly anybody here over a certain age who won't have seen you play and enjoyed your playing with the bands that you've been in. Well, <laughs> you're very kind. As, well, I think that's as, true. as my friend Anglin says, <laughs> nobody would pay me to play this stuff. <laughs> no, no. But in latter years, if I'm right in saying you focused an awful lot more on uh, more rootsy Isle of Man sounds. Yeah, yeah. The, well, this new band, oh, I say new band, we've been actually going for a couple of years now, uh, Clash Vua, which means the big groove. Yeah, for for years, I was a big fan of Moot, the um, local Gaelic electronica band, and I always thought it, I'd love to play with them uh, being a bass player. I just I, I can't remember how it actually came about. I think it was because Aileen Clegg, the singer and myself were involved in a Mona Douglas tribute a few years ago. And I think getting together with Aileen then set the spark for it. Mm-hmm. And now, um, yeah, it, it does actually, funny enough, um, it, people actually seem to like it, which is a mixture of songs written largely in Manx Gaelic with different types of world grooves, um, Latin, American, African, that sort of thing. Well, I've seen you a couple of times, and I think the first time was in Laxey uh, at the Institute down there. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a fabulous night. It was. It was. Off to it. The whole night, yeah. But you're just as comfortable playing keyboards, piano, aren't you? Yeah. When I first came back to the island, which uh, I had 20 years away from the island, came back in 91, and within a fortnight, I saw a little advert in the local paper saying about the Blues Club, down at the, which was at the Quarterbridge at the time. So I, I sort of thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll go down and have a, a look. I walked in through the door and Dave Wade, who at that time was running the Blues Club, came straight over to me and was so welcoming and uh, found out that I played a bit of piano. That was it, really. Yeah. I, I came down the next week and I, I was sort of part of what was the sort of local house band, I suppose, for the Blues Club. Raw Deal, it was called in those days. And uh, I played then pretty well, you know, sort of for the next 20 years or so. We'll come on to festivals uh, of nowadays and what you're doing in Peel a little later on in the week. But we must turn our attention to your choice of artist and the album. Who have you gone for? I am a huge Tom Waits fan, uh, for which I have to thank my darling wife, who uh, turned me on to him years and years ago. We were on the way back from Oxford and she said, have a listen to this, you'll love it. And I, I, I did. 
And I can't actually remember what it was. It would have been mid-70s, so it would have been one of his early albums. But the, one, the album I've chose is Rain Dogs, which is his eighth studio album, but uh, was a wonderful, wonderful record. Um, it was when he started doing slightly more off-the-wall sort of music. Let's get a track on. What are we going to start with? Uh, we're going to start with Jockey Full of Bourbon. One of the great things about Tom Waits is all the lyrics are so obscure that you can pretty well make of it what you like. And I think that what he's talking about here basically is a rain dog who is uh, basically the dispossessed people of New York and he's basically lying in a gutter full of bourbon. guest is Dave McLean. Hi again. Thank you. And uh, Tom Waits. We'll talk a bit more about Tom in a minute um, as we get ready for the next track from the album Rain Dogs. But let's talk about Peel. It's not just a destination. It's got a culture all of its own and you're right at the heart of that. Well, the funny thing is when we, when we first came back to the island in 1991, 
we hired Edward Bryant to the removal company. So did we. Is that right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> a, a great guy, as it turned out. But uh, one of the first things he said when I told him where the address was he had to take the stuff to is, Peel, what do you want to go there for? <laughs> and uh, at that time, uh, you know, I think Peel was considered to be a little bit um, backwards. But we, we loved it anyway. Uh, I mean, I've always loved Peel when I was a lad. My dad was had a boat in Peel, and you know, so we used to play golf in Peel and that sort of thing. So Peel has always been very close to me. So I was delighted that we we were going going there. And then, of course, opening the Centenary Centre did do quite a lot for um, the general cultural life of Peel. Though, of course, it had always been uh, the centre of the Gaelic uh, community. And particularly with the Bun School opening in St John's, and then Culture Van in opening next door, who you know have done such a wonderful job in reinvigorating the culture. Well, the Centenary Centre has earned a reputation of being not just a centre of excellence in terms of what they do, but it involves so many people from well, the community. Well, from the beginning, that was what we wanted. We, apart from anything else, didn't have any money. So uh, we, we needed as many volunteers as we could who were prepared to do things for nothing. Well, one of the great things is that actually there's a lot of men involved. We are gradually getting some ladies involved now, but um, men in particular, particularly when they retire, some, sometimes they find it difficult to uh, have things to do with themselves. So I think this particular, the, the cleaning team, has um, been a great way of uh, involving more, more retired men. Let's talk about some of the highlights down there for you over all these years. Can you pick a couple of, of artists or bands that you just thought, oh, those, I mean, I've got my own, but I'm not interested in those. I want no. yours. What have you got from uh, Well, I think the first one have to be Eric Bibb. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, he was just um, with Dave Bronze at the time, just the two of them. And it sold out in 48 hours. Wow. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't really believe it, how, how great it, you know, so how quickly it sold out. Yeah. Because for us, it was quite a, an expensive event. Yeah. But that was a great, great yeah. evening. Um, and then I think, from my point of view, probably the next best one would have been Baseku Kuyati and Ngoni Ba, Ooh. who Baseku is now a worldwide yeah. star. He um, plays on all you know, sorts of people's albums. But at that time, he was relatively unknown. And uh, I was very lucky. I knew Andy Kershaw quite well, who also knew his agent, a lady called Florence Arpin from Paris, who actually flew over for the gig. And it was lovely to meet her. But the gig itself was just fabulous. I mean, none of them could speak a word of English. There was about six or seven of them. They'd come with this tour manager, this um, great guy called Sean Rogers, who was uh, sort of very small. We had ginger dreadlocks, a beard that came down to his, uh, to be honest, Gimli comes to <laughs> comes to mind. Yeah, and <laughs> we went up. We took them up to the High Women for a meal, and um, they were looking at the menu. They couldn't make head and tail of this. And Sean, after about half an hour of this faffing around, uh, sort of marched off into the kitchen and said, six chicken and chips." <laughs> and that's what they that's what they had and the the sound show is very funny as well they thought they were in germany because they said isle of man Aleman, because oh, yes. of course they all speak french yes. so isle of man was translated i think in their head to Aleman. 
and um, it was took them a while to, for them to realize they actually weren't in Germany. And then the, the sound check kept on going for it was a very long sound check, and they were fiddling around. And, and Basekus and Goni, which is like a homemade banjo, um, he kept having to fix it because it was, you know, it was all falling to bits. And in the end, he just walked off. And they all walked off. They didn't seem to say anything, or they just walked away, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> anyway, the, the show itself was astonishing. Uh, I think you know, sort of people who were there will look back on that probably as one of the best things they've ever seen at the centre. Right, it's a fabulous, fabulous mm. place to be a, a, in the audience, and I've mm. been fortunate myself to play a couple of times on that lovely stage as well. And it's a great, great place all round. Tonight's track. From Rain Dogs, Walking Spanish. Take us through this, Dave. Yeah, well, Walking Spanish, uh, this is something that I, I, I do know what he meant about this song because it's pretty well documented. And it was, uh, Walking Spanish was a way that in the old days, Spanish pirates used to grab you by the scruff of the neck and your trousers and walk you, over, walk you to the plank. So basically, it's a way of getting you to do something that you don't want to do. And this particular song, Walking Spanish, is about this chap who is about to go to the electric chair and he's walking Spanish down the hall. And there are all sorts of references to other people doing things that they don't want to do. And famously, the, I think the last couplet is something like, even Jesus um, walked Spanish down the hall. Um, so it was... He has an amazing way with words, and um, for for me, the 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 lyrics to this song are just are just stupendous. He got himself a homemade special. You know his glass is full of sand, and it feels just like a jaybird. The way it fits into his hand. He rode a blade up in his trick tower. They slap their hands against the wall You never trip, you never stumble He's walking Spanish down the hall Slip him a picture of our Jesus Or give him a spoon to dig a hole But all he done ain't no one's business But any blankets for the cold Bet them the lights are on Broadway Even the king is by his head Never face looks right up at Mason Man, he's walking Spanish down the hall Nutella's screeching for a blind pig Punk Sanders carved it out of wood He never sang when he got hoodwinked They tried it all but he never would morning there'll be laundry but he'll be somewhere else to hear the call don't say goodbye he's just leaving early he's walking spanish down the hall
whispers into the ear of blind jackdaws. All Baker told the machine was that he never broke the law. Go and tip your hat up to the pilot. Take off your watch, your rings and all. Even Jesus wanted just a little more time when he was walking Spanish down the hall. Greatest Hits on Manx Radio with me, Mark Tiley, and my guest curator of the classic album this week is Dave McLean. Lovely to be here, Mark, again. Thank Do you like you. that? Guest curator. Guest curator. It sounds it sounds very posh, doesn't I it, really? It's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. It just somebody yeah. who listens to Tom Waits a lot. <laughs> we'll talk about Mr. Waits in a moment. Some more fabulous album, Rain Dogs. I want to talk about the Isle of Man music scene because you've got a finger on the pulse of so much that's going on here. And you've spent, well, your whole life pretty much observing it, playing with it, recording it, being involved with it. How is the state of the Isle of Man music scene today, in your opinion? I think it's pretty good. We, We also got a little house in York, so we spend a lot of time over there. And York is a city of 200,000 people. And there is much more going on on the island than there is in York. So, you know, although people might say, oh, there's not much happens on the island, uh, musically speaking, I think it's certainly as good as, you know, sort of most small uh, towns in uh, in the UK. And, you know, really, um, we, could, we could do a lot worse. And it comes and goes, I suppose. But one of the great things about the island is there is some amazing talent. I mean, not only you know, sort of uh, uh, old people like myself, but young young people coming up, you know, I think of people like Teresa McNulty, Mae Chalice, Nell Neal, all, all sorts of people who um, I wish we could do more at the centre. For some reason, and I, I've never quite known what it is, I don't really think the centre is designed for, the, for rock and roll, really. It's a sit-down venue l- looking at people. And although, you know, a lot of those people I've mentioned have actually played at the centre, um, it's not really brilliant for, um, uh, uh, you know, for, for, that, for, for indie pop, for rock and roll sort of stuff. I mean, I think one thing that we are short of on the island, and uh, there's something I've been banging on with, particularly with my dear friend, uh, Jono Gollo. No God, longer God rest it. his soul. God yeah. rest his soul. We had this idea of a f- about a 400, 300 to 400-seater, well, not seater, standing uh, venue. Um, and uh, that might possibly have gone ahead if, unfortunately, you know, he hadn't uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, and I think we're still short of, short of that because it makes it... At the centre, we have a 200-seater capacity, and that sort of puts a limit on the type of bands that we can have. If on the island there was a, a 400 seater venue then i think we would be able to you know sort of up our game substantially but not as much obviously as they would do at the villa i know what you mean certainly the villa marina royal hall when it's not full is a pretty lonely place it is it is sterile it it can be nice amazing place it can i think back to robert plant but possibly one of the best gigs i've ever seen in my life uh, anywhere for me 
the best one I ever saw in there was Brian Adams. Yeah, the acoustic absolutely one. amazing. What a night. That's and, right, yeah. And the sound was great. But when it's half full... Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Yeah. And down in the uh, the promenade suite, it's again, it's it's a sort of okay if you're getting married, I think. It's, it's scarcely... <laughs> you can only do that several times. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> You're so true. <laughs> I, you know, there again, there's not much atmosphere in that room. If we, you know, I think that's, that is something that's lacking. I was lucky enough to play a couple of weeks ago at Quid's Inn for the first time oh, in yeah. my life. And I, I loved it. There was a, an all-day charity event that we were lucky enough to be asked to play at. I thought it was fabulous. And then, of course, we've also got a reasonably healthy recording sort of uh, situation, particularly with Jip these yeah. days. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, Jip's doing a fabulous job down there over the bridge. And that helps because, it, you know, as well as playing gigs, it does your playing no end of good if you can just record it and everything. Certainly can. Now then, another track, please. From Tom Waits, Rain Dogs. What's it going to be tonight, Dave? Well, we're going to have Union Square tonight. Uh, the reason I've chosen this one is because it, it, a lot of people don't think of Tom Waits as a, an all-out rocker. But um, he was lucky enough to get Keith Richards to uh, come along and play on this track. And when you hear it, you think to yourself, there's nobody else, apart possibly from Chuck Berry, who plays like that. I mean, Keith Richards absolutely plays a blinder. An interesting thing about the recording session apparently was that um, uh, Tom was fascinated by the uh, the way that Keith Richards stands when he was playing. He was he was lent over so much that he thought that Tom Waits thought he must have a string attached to him up in the <laughs> ceiling because he was. So how can this guy stand like that without falling over? <laughs> but you know you the, you hear the the playing and you think, wow, this is just fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
greatest hits on Manx Radio. And all this week, my guest has been and is Dave McLean. It's lovely to be here, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Well, I said at the beginning of the week, it's long overdue. So thanks for, for coming all the way in from Peel. Yeah, the Manx Mile. The long haul. The long haul. It's a lovely walk. I actually like walking across the island that way, down the old railway track. Yeah, my son James, um, who lives in Peel, he works at Manx Telecom and uh, he usually takes his bike along the railway line to work and uh, he's lucky they've got showers where he works so he can um, you know sort of go most days which is brilliant I think there's something special about getting into Peel it's one of those places we said at the beginning of the week it it has its own identity I mean everywhere on the Isle of Man has a different feel but for me Peel is special and I can't say it any more than that yeah it is absolutely special and I can't tell you why. It is a wonderful place. When I was very, when I was very young and lived in Crosby, when I was about eleven, we used to get the train to Balcomine where I was at school, and uh, that was that was a fabulous. I think, but just for the first year or something like that. Let's talk about the centre, and let's talk about plans and festivals. What's on the horizon for you at the moment, Dave? Well, for, speaking personally for me, um, it is all about the festival, the uh, Our Island, Our World, OIOW. We were lucky enough to get some funding for it last year from Year of Our Island, and people seemed to like it. it we sold out eventually. I was very, very stressful, but um, a few days before the, the event, we did actually sell out, which meant that we didn't lose too much money. And people seemed to like it and said, would you do it again? So we have done it. Uh, we've organised it again. We still have a lot of tickets to sell. So the first thing I might say, if I can, is uh, <laughs> I would be very grateful to uh, to the great uh, listening public on the island. If you, if you fancy two nights of fabulous, fabulous music from around the world, please do come and, come and join us and think about buying a ticket or two. Uh, d- dates again for that, Dave? Friday the 30th and Saturday the 31st of August this right. year. We've brought it forward a week so we don't interfere with the um, film festival. Because yeah. uh, last year a few people who would have liked to have gone, uh, we had it a week later and people couldn't go to both, obviously. So we've brought it forward. As well as the two concerts on in the Centenary Centre on the Friday and Saturday nights, we have a... A Saturday afternoon global celebration, we call it, in the cathedral grounds and in the Centenary Centre and in the cathedral, and which is just behind the Centenary Centre. And um, we have workshops this year, for example. We have a tribal drumming and a tribal singing workshop. A chap comes over with 70 djembes from Belfast. Uh, we have a Serbian... Home of tribal drumming, home, I should well, say. As, Belfast, as we, I mean, know, as we all know. Yeah. That's right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And then we have a Serbian um, dance and song workshop. We have a belly dancing workshop and then lots of children's activities because the, the event is a free family event designed really to interest young children in the wider world and the cultures that uh, we have. I, I don't know whether you're aware, but we have 164 different ethnicities on the island, which is a, an amazing thing. It is. Uh, and we try and encourage some of them to come along and demonstrate their culture a bit. We have lots of live music, dancing, global food, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it's last year, it was, a, it was a very lovely free afternoon. 
You're a force for good, Mr. McLean. You're a force for good. Yes, you are. And thank you for all the work you've done. (laughs) Thank you. Not just with the centre, with the Satina Centre, but everything. All all those years of effort, making things work. Because without people like you doing it, we'll all sit around saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice if? (laughs) And you turn that into something that happens. Uh, Well done. I think what it all is, is um, I just get very bored very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your boredom and turning it into such energy. Thank you. Let's have the final track of the week from this incredible album uh rain dogs tom waits what's it going to be it's going to be downtown train which probably people will actually for once actually recognize because of course uh, rod stewart yeah. did the version though though it was memorably reviewed as the original tom waits version is a, a, a glass of bourbon the rod stewart version is a pina colada with a little umbrella <laughs> <laughs> Dave, it's been an absolute joy. It's been a joy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Outside another yellow moon It's a hole in the night time, yes I climb to the window and down to the street I'm shining like a new dime Downtown trends of food For those Brooklyn girls They try so hard To break out of their little worlds Well you wave your hand And they scatter like clothes They have nothing That will ever capture your heart They're just thorns without them Careful of them in the dark oh, If I was one You chose to be your only one Oh yeah Can't you hear me now Can't you hear me now well, I see you tonight What a downtown train Every night It's just the same Oh, baby, on a dance.
My thanks to Dave McLean for a cracking week on Greatest Hits, choosing tracks from Tom Waits in the classic album feature. There'll be more of the same right here on manxradio.com and on Greatest Hits, Monday to Thursday, just after six. I'm Mark Tiley, and thanks for joining us on this Greatest Hits podcast.